Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome back to another round of the fifth down. My name is Mitch Hill, and with me is my good friend, Bennett Hughes. Bennett, how are you doing today? Morale is low, Mitch. Morale is low. Tigers <laughs> took the L, as we suspected. And then the Chiefs, of right. course, just lay an absolute dud and, and kind of lost in, in Mizzou-like fashion. So um, morale is low here, not only in Kansas City, but the, the state of Missouri. Yeah, it's a... It's another another podcast. We obviously were off last week because Mizzou had a bye week, and um, another podcast. We are uh, starting again, and morale's low. There's no way to spin that. There, you just cannot really um, fake it a little bit. I mean, yeah, sure, there were a couple of good things you like to see in the game against Georgia. The defense held as long as they could. Uh, that defense seems to be playing uh, up to standard, but man, that offense is just bad. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly the fact that Mizzou lost. I think everyone, you know, I'd probably say 9 out of 10 Mizzou fans expected us to lose this game, but it's the mm-hmm. fashion in which we did it. Just right. completely uninspired football. Defense, like you said, held it had it held in there well, uh, but ultimately couldn't get the job done. And then the offense is just absolutely anemic, just a pop gun attack. Um, of course, we've got the backup in and Taylor Powell, but still coming off, coming off uh, you know, the last few games you can't even put a touchdown or a field goal on the board. It's just, it's just sad. If you would have told me before the game that um, Georgia was going to score, let's see how many touchdowns did they score. If they were going to score, I guess, yeah, if they were going to score two touchdowns and you were going to hold them to four field goals. And this was obviously before the Vanderbilt and Kentucky debacles. I would have said Mizzou probably ends up winning that game. Yeah, I would say so. And we were just talking offline. I mean, the free fall that this team has had in the last month yep. um, is unprecedented. I mean, in, in only Mizzou fashion can they do that. We, a month ago, 
played in front of a sellout crowd at Faro, beat a, a decent Ole Miss team, young young Ole Miss team, but they've got some talent. Beat them, right? Absolutely. Um, became ranked in in the coming week, and then since that game, I mean, had the streak of putting up more than thirty one points in consecutive games. Um, Kelly Bryant and the offense really looked like they were starting to to click, and then just complete free fall from there. It's, it's, it's stunning. You really, there's really no words to describe it. Yeah. So the season itself, just real quick, I'll rattle off the points, I guess. So lose to Wyoming, but she scored 31 points after that 38, 50, 34, 42, 38. And then you're ranked 22nd in the nation. And then all of a sudden 14 points, seven points, zero points. What in the actual hell happened? Yeah, I mean, and in, in we're playing Vanderbilt and in Kentucky, two teams that are not necessarily considered in this conference, um, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah, it's it's honestly just mind-boggling, and the problems that you know showed their you know reared their ugly head early in the season are, are still are still there. I mean, the penalties were the most penalized team in the SEC, special teams, um, mm-hmm. and it really. Oh offensive line is offensive and, the way it's going playing, to the really? backs of Georgia yeah. game. I mean, you want to, you look at the stats in the run game. It's like Larry Roundtree, nine carries, 24 yards, Tyler Beatty, eight for 19. I mean, we know that Georgia has a solid defense, but it's, it's, it's honestly, it's insane. I mean, the, you don't know whether to blame those guys or the offensive line. Like we just, we really don't know what the heck has happened. It's just yeah, it's 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 inexcusable at this at this rate really. I mean, because yes, you can have struggles here and there, but the way so like you said, so just kind of focusing just on the Georgia game as a whole, and then we can kind of get to the other parts of the of Mizzou that have been just kind of maddening. But so going into this game, obviously uh, Kelly Bryant, everyone assumed he probably wasn't going to play by like you know Thursday or so, so that sucks. And so a lot of, like you were saying, 9 out of 10 Mizzou fans were like, yeah, Mizzou's definitely going to lose this game. Like, it's okay. You know, some of those some of those losses, you're going against Georgia in at Georgia at night. Georgia's fighting for a playoff berth. You know that you are probably going to end up losing this game unless something miraculous happens and everything, especially with the way the season's been going. But you're coming off a of bye week, and so that means Taylor Powell probably got plenty of reps with the first team and everything like that. You come out, you have two weeks to game plan for one team, and you have zero points on offense. I just do not understand. I think you have, yeah, you have less than 200 yards on offense, I think, total. How is that even possible? Georgia is a good team, sure, but they have allowed people to score on them and gain some yards this season. Exactly, and, and just being a rational fan, yes, obviously we expected us to lose, but you want to you wanna at least see some, some type of improvement from both sides of the ball. You want to have some positive takeaways. Mm-hmm. Outside of of maybe the defense holding strong in the first half and right um, Connor Bazelak coming in in the second half and looking halfway decent. I mean, it wasn't like it was in crazy numbers or anything like that. He looked he looked capable. That was good. Aside from that, there's yep. really nothing that you can take away from this ball game. This team just looks completely uninterested. They don't have any fight. Um, it's honestly just it's terrible football to watch. And I mean, they just really don't even bear watching right now. I mean, it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's just, it is sad as a fan and everything like that. And so obviously you have a really good Florida team coming into Columbia next weekend. So you have to get, you have to get your mind right for that somehow, which Missouri has had success against Florida in, in previous years, but 
here we were texting about this this morning actually. So we're recording this Sunday. It's about six twenty um, at night, but we were texting this morning about it. And kind of just the perfect way to describe what the Mizzou season has been. Not those five games that Mizzou won where everything looked good and everything like that. But like when it's gone bad, especially this three-game losing streak, was Taylor Powell was kind of struggling. Yes. You know, I mean, that's a hard environment to get your first start in and everything. But he, Cam Scott gets a little separation. He's going for it. And Taylor Powell throws a Catchable pretty ball. good ball out there. And Cam Scott... A catchable ball. Cam Scott goes out kind of with – I don't want to really say that he wasn't putting effort in because I've never run a go route before like that against a Georgia DB. But he just kind of puts one hand out there. The announcers were kind of going at him for it. Like you have to lay out for that. You have to help your young, inexperienced quarterback out. And so then he doesn't get that. And so then the next play, he gets an unsportsmanlike yeah. conduct penalty. Just a, just a microcosm what? of, of our, our season as a whole. I mean mm-hmm. – and I think something too that we can just speculate on this, right? You know what I mean? And, and we've got everyone saying, you know, it's coaching, it's yes. coaching. And I definitely am, am becoming more aware that that is, that is the case. Um, but in that situation, you know, the announcers are saying, oh, he is going to get an earful from Barry Odom. They show, they show the exchange between he and Cam Scott on right. the sideline. And, and Barry Odom, it's just kind of like, hey, man, it's, it's, you know, that, that can't happen. Um, you know, just get the next play. And he's right back in ball game. Uh, to me, just from an outsider's perspective, it, it seems that Barry Odom. There's a fine line between between being a player's coach and buddy buddy. And I just I just don't know if if Barry Odom has it in him to right. chew guys out and really hold people accountable. I mean, honestly, yeah. Which is crazy because as a coordinator, he was so intense. Yeah, I, I mean, it just. Um, uh, the penalties each week, I mean, they, they rack up. Um, there hasn't been any signs of improvement in that category. We're an undisciplined team. Um, and, and when you've got plays like that where, you know, Cam Scott really trying to grab it with one hand instead of laying out and giving, you know, seemingly giving full effort, it's just – it's so frustrating. Right. Well, and then so um... – yeah, it's just it, with the Cam Scott thing, that that irritated me beyond belief. And then the penalties. So if you look at the total numbers for Mizzou, they had five penalties, 47 yards, which isn't – I mean, that's not ideal. But then again, the game just started kind of getting away. So sometimes it's like, eh, don't throw the flag as much but, and stuff like that. It's the timing of the penalties. It's just Mizzou has no awareness as to, like, what's going on in the game, it seems like. Like Cam Scott catch, if he makes a big play there, say he does stay on his feet or something like that and then catches it and runs it in, or he gets a big play, that shifts the entire game probably. It gets your quarterback feeling like, hey, maybe I do belong on this stage and everything like that. But And it, and it gives your receivers a big play mentality, which that's been lacking all season too. It's just – it's such a frustrating team to watch at this point. And, and um, that I – mean, and, and then we've got guys talking yeah, smack. Just, uh, yeah, so. um, something that stuck out to me, Jarvis Ware, is like every single play. And it's like we are in no position to be right. talking smack right now. We were favored in eight of our first nine ball games, mm-hmm. and we are five and four right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know that yes. that's just another thing that sticks out to me where just this team they don't seem like a cohesive unit. Um, I, it just feels like a team that that the coaching staff has lost. Um, and I, I really think I mean just it's hard to really be positive right now. Um, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. And really, 
it feels like it would be easier for us to go like, like logically, realistically, we'll we'll finish zero and three in our last three than than winning one or two. I, it it really feels that way right now, which is just a shame because you're going into the season and everything like that. There's so much promise and everything like that, and so I don't think that um, there's people that have speculated like it's the NCAA's like deci- like that decision's been made and everything like that. That's impossible because. The NCAA announces that they don't just sit on a you know, a they don't sit on the information like that. They would let Mizzou know they and then they would also announce it and everything. So that is not what the case is here. Mizzou does not know the NCAA fate, which is still ridiculous, by the way, because I mean, the uh, appeal was heard about five months ago or six months ago. There's no reason it should take that long, but that's not what's going on here for Mizzou. It's just. Something changed after that Ole Miss game, and I don't know if it was like if it was something that Mizzou's like, oh, good team, we don't, we can coast in and just beat some of these bad teams on our worst day and stuff. But something had to have changed after that Ole Miss game because this team is a completely different team than what was happening in the first six of the game, first six games, and that includes the loss at Wyoming. That team at least moved the ball and scored. Yeah, that, that team at least looked like a, a team capable of scoring on, on most teams they play. The last few games, it just looks like the life has just been completely sucked out of them, and which mm-hmm. is just it's just shocking considering the us versus the NCAA narrative coming into the season, the high expectations, the easy schedule, um, the you know the high profile transfer quarterback. It's just, I mean, only only Mizzou can do this, right? I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. Oh yeah, it's well, and this is also a tale of uh of kind of Odom's little of Odom's career at Mizzou so far. It's a tale of two seasons within one season. So first year there's like the Tiger turnaround, or you know you start off slow and you end hot. The November's have been good and everything, but. This season, you start off pretty strong, albeit the Wyoming game wasn't great, but you start off strong, and then the next six games, basically, because this second half of the season, you're a completely different team. And I don't know what's go- what is with that, um, but it just seems like Odom has the inability to coach a full season, basically, with the team that he wants it to be the entire year. They talk about being physical. They talk about controlling the line of scrimmage. And then they do that for five, six weeks, and then nothing. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely cause for concern. And, you know, as this as this season comes to an end here in the next month, it's going to be very interesting to see um, how it plays out. I mean, Jim Sterk, the athletic director, is, is most likely going to have a decision at his hands. I mean, this is an athletic program that's been in the red financially the last couple of years. It's been made public. Um, mm-hmm. And you and I, 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 we would definitely consider ourselves to be diehard Mizzou fans. I mean, we watch all the games. We, we keep up with everything. Right. Um, you know, I, I was texting you offline this morning. I've got I've got to take it to next week's game. I really don't want to go. I mean, I don't want to see this team play. And if, if we're acting like that, then then what are the, the casual fans doing? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting right. there to be 35, 40,000 fans in the stands next week, and that is not going to get the job done. Um, and, I mean, the team, they, they don't deserve to have a no. sellout. They really just don't. And, um, you know, that, that's a huge factor in all this. I mean, even if, even if we do win a game or two and go to a bowl game, I think Odom ultimately saves his job. But just thinking long term, I mean, 
there's really nothing to build off of from this year. We've, we've regressed from, from the momentum we had coming into this year. Right. After the Vandy game, we kind of talked a little bit about Odom and everything that was kind of, it was one game. And so give Odom the shot and everything to turn the season around, get it right. And then now it's been three games. Now I think it is an okay and fair to ask Stirk or ask people basically saying, what do you think the future of Odom is? And I do like Odom. I think he's a nice guy. I think he is a. I think he is a good recruiter. I think he's turned Mizzou around in the recruiting, in the recruiting. Yes. Really. Um. He's been a. He's been a bright light there because Mizzou's needed a little to reinvent that wheel a little bit. But it's just like what I'm saying. It's just this team doesn't necessarily look exactly how it should. So before the season, everyone kind of had Mizzou slated for nine nine wins. Eight wins would be kind of the bar that is. It, that was set was saying that was a that's a solid season, but not really what Mizzou wanted. And now it's looking more like six and six or seven and five. That if you would have told me that before the season, I would say that is an absolute failure. And at this point, a six and six or seven and five seems like a pretty good way to end the season after the last these last three games. But and then say what you want about fan support. So you were just talking about how many people would probably be at next week's game. So at the beginning of the season, it was kind of a good way uh there's some fan lament fans aren't doing what they should to support the team and everything like that you lost to you lost to Wyoming which is which that sucks and that's going to stop fans from supporting but now i don't even know how you can how you can say fans need to still come to this game and everything yeah i, I obviously go to the game if you can and every and whatnot but how would you rationalize saying how is a fan not coming to these games? It's like you just went, you left ranked 22nd and you laid three eggs back to back to back and you had a bye week in there. What we also just looking at it from both sides here, you have to be cautious too, right? We don't want to just make a, a, you know, be unrational. We have to realize that Mizzou as a program at its core right now, we're probably the ceiling is a, is a middle tier team in the sec, right? Just given, um, Donor power, donations, fan base, resources, all those types of things. Right now at our current state, that's that's most likely what our ceiling is. Um, I would say we're, we're relative to an Arkansas, right? And Brett Bielema had that program mm-hmm. winning seven, eight games a year, you know, was not where the fan base wanted it to be. Um, had a couple of subpar years, not beating expectations. They fire him. And the, the complete bottom is dropped out there. You know, they, they get a bad hire. Um, and so that's another thing where it's like, we've got to, we've got to be careful. And do we, do we rush to a judgment and get rid of Barry Odom this soon? Um, just because we're not a blue blood program. Um, you know, we don't, we've got to be careful for what we wish for. And, and at the end of the day, he is a young coach. He's still learning, but at the same time, I mean, this season has been an absolute disaster with where our expectations were coming in. So it's just going to be really interesting to see how things play out the next few weeks. I, honestly, how can anyone call how it's going to go right now, given what's happened? There's no way. There's no way. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah, so I think – no kidding. Yeah, so I, it, normally we would be reacting to the game and everything, just kind of – talking about it, what went wrong, what went right. But really, there's nothing to really recap from that game because, good Lord, Mizzou didn't really move the ball 
into Georgia's territory. The defense was bending. They weren't breaking. And then they finally broke because you can only hold Georgia for so long with all those athletes. But I just don't know how you even react to the game other than saying it was it was a loss, yes. But now it's three losses in a row, and that just kind of it, it, that just kind of yeah. adds up, I feel like. And so I would have gotten on here. Say this, say that game ended, say that game ended 27-14 or something. I would have gotten on here and said there's some probably some positives you can take from that. Go into Florida and have a little bit of a moral victory if you believe in those or anything. But you can't because you got blanked on the road and your defense tried their best. But at, it, at this point, it's like 2015 on the field, not off the field, thankfully, but um, on the field where your best chance at scoring a touchdown is if the defense does it at this point. Exactly, and and what's worrisome for me is our next three games are against teams that we beat. We beat last year, and, and two of that we beat that we mm-hmm. beat handily. So all three teams are going to be inspired to avenge those losses, and we're catching them at not so great times. Florida, I would say, is is peaking right now. They just obliterated Vanderbilt mm-hmm. this last week. Dan Mullen, um, obviously, it, you know he's a better coach than Odom, so I think schematically they've got the advantage there. And you, it, and you would think, sure. you know, from a talent standpoint, they do as well. They want to avenge that that loss that we handed them last year. Tennessee, you know, as much as we've we've talked down on them this year, right. they're starting to play some ball. You know, they're they're yeah, yeah Pruitt's they're done a good they're job. starting to the, to play, and and we're not necessarily catching them at a great time. And then Arkansas, they ultimately fire their head coach, Chad Morris. I'm assuming they're going to get some interim coach that's going to inject some energy into them. And you never know in a quote-unquote rivalry game um, in, a, in a neutral site, not necessarily a neutral site, but in, in Little Rock, that's a toss-up game. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can anyone say right now that, right. that Mizzou is is for sure going to win that game? So, um it's like I said, going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. And I honestly, I don't have a great feeling. I really don't. Perfect way to kind of like transition away from Mizzou real quick and just kind of recap a couple of the things that happened in college football. And we'll try to get out of here quickly because we know that this is probably not, you know, fun for a ton of people to just relive the mad, the maddening uh, Mizzou football team that played on Saturday uh, as we look forward to Florida on Saturday and just kind of short memory, I guess. But one thing I do want to point out, so in the college landscape as a whole, we have talked about this before. This is a pro Joe Burrow podcast, and boy, did he deliver for for this podcast last night. Yeah, I think he's got one hand on the Heisman currently after mm-hmm. that performance. He and uh, Edward Zelaire just put on an absolute performance. Um, you know, anytime you can go into Bryant-Denny Stadium and hand the home team a loss, that's an incredible feat. And they did well, and then you. Well, also it's Saban off of a bye week, and so Saban's kind of a mastermind. It's like Belichick, basically, of college football. So Saban has two weeks to prepare for LSU's offense that's been humming this year, and all Joe Burrow does is is thirty one for thirty nine, three hundred ninety three yards, three touchdowns. Virtually a perfect game. The guy is just a gamer. He's got ice in his veins. He reminds me a lot of just his demeanor on the field reminds me a lot of Chase Daniel when he was at Mizzou. You could just tell, Mm -hmm. you know, in the big moments, big moments, he savored it and he didn't let the pressure get to him and just, you know, let his team down the field. And um, something that I think, you know, Mizzou hasn't had a player like that since Chase Daniel. I really believe that other than say maybe Matty Mock, but the talent wasn't exactly there. 
Um, right. But, yeah, unbelievable performance. And, I mean, just seeing the stuff after the game with Coach O, having them all fired up. I mean – Oh, Coach O was you know, fired I mean, up. He, talking about how this is the changing of the guard and this is their house now. Bold, Honestly, bold strategy um, because they could – you never know. They could meet Alabama again in the playoff. And careful what you wish for playing, playing <laughs> Saban twice in one year. Um, that would be an unbelievable storyline – and, you know, another unbelievable storyline could be LSU against Ohio State. Joe Burrow facing the team mm-hmm. that he transferred away from. Fun fact about Ohio State. I was going to bring this up next. So it's like you read my mind. Ohio State this year is 9-0 and uh, for their record, but they are also 9-0 and against the spread. And their spreads have been – they've had some massive spreads this year. That is wild to me. Yeah, they were just out there yesterday in that game. They just obliterated Maryland <laughs> 73 to 14. I think it was like the most points they put up in a conference game in like 60, 70 years. Um and I mean they're out there doing onside kicks, you know, yeah. going for touchdowns in the fourth quarter up by like 60. So, I mean, who knows if there was something implications with the Chase Young news, him being from the D.C. Maryland area? Who knows about that? There were some people speculating right. there, but um, yeah. Ohio State's the team to beat right now. They, they, Ohio State, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of Ohio State LSU, right? I mean, and Ohio State just looks better, which is crazy to me. And then um, another good game, uh, PJ Fleck. He's got the boat rowing in Minnesota. He does. They they just came out of the gates hot and they didn't look back and, and Penn they State, held on. Yeah, yeah, they held on and that was crazy too. If you watch that game, Penn State the, the touchdown that got them close there at the end, clearly delay of game by like a second or two. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. they they allowed it and they didn't even review it, which is crazy to me. I mean, as a I, I wanted Minnesota to get the upset, but just as an unbiased fan wanting a good game, I was you know I was kind of glad to see them get a touchdown right. there just to make it close <laughs> at the end. But still, I mean, in that high profile of a game, for them to miss that big of a call was ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I mean, P.J. Flux got, got the Golden Gophers rowing the boat up there, and you know we'll see if they can gain some traction off this and become a, a contender for years to come in the Big Ten. I mean, it certainly feels like that might be the case. Hey. It certainly feels like he's building something there. And then you have the Big 12s getting kind of clear as to who's going to make it to their championship game after they already play each other once in the season. But OU barely escapes against Iowa State. And Baylor also needed overtime to beat TCU. But that looks like the, it's game day next it, week. That's going to be yeah. the Big 12 championship game day right there. To, uh, to crown the yeah. one true champion, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then. Texas, Texas beat K State. K State's had a really good season, actually. Six and three. I didn't see K State actually being this competitive or anything, but Tom Herman, uh, hopefully, no one did horns down to upset him or anything like that. But uh, they ended up winning by three, last second field goal. But it is what it is what it is there. But I think K State's out of the Big 12 championship and OU and Baylor. That's kind of going to be what it is. Matt Rule down in Baylor, that was a guy that was floated out for the Mizzou job back in the day. And Looks like he's got Baylor kind of going well, but I'm still trying to figure out how Baylor got away clean from all that uh, Art Briles stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. yeah. Really, I don't even know what to say regarding that. Uh, no, yeah. There's no yeah. There's I mean, no way. I just don't understand it because Mizzou has a rogue tutor and, you know, can't do anything for about three years. Yeah. And 
Baylor it's has the same all way that North Carolina got off for creating fake classes, and it's just all about finding the loophole <laughs> and taking advantage of it. So, um, right, no kidding. So yeah, it was kind of. A, I mean, it was kind of a clear weekend in college football outside of. I guess the Minnesota was an upset, but Minnesota was the home team and everything. But I think it was it was a good weekend of college football. I had I had a ton of fun watching all the games. The LSU Bama game was looking a little in the first half, looking a little bit like LSU was going to stomp them, but then Bama came back and made it close, and that ended up being a really really fun game to watch. Uh, the Alabama atmosphere is just insane to watch to see a game there. Yeah, those new LED oh, lights yeah. they have going at night—that is, that's ridiculous. That is, uh, that's some good family fun right there. Oh, I can only imagine. So, um, yeah. and I was just gonna say too, just just thinking about the pecking order in the SEC in years to come. I mean, who would have thought? I, I don't know the statistics right now, but Ed O, the amount of high-profile games that he's won already at LSU yep. I mean everyone was just completely piling on that hire saying it was terrible and the guy I mean he has just proved all the doubters wrong um and he seems really like good. he seems like someone that every every person wants to play for at this point he is just so hyped up all the time and he seems like a fun guy to play I mean he seems intense don't get me wrong but he seems like a a good coach to play for and it, and it's kind of showing on the field right now. Yes, he seems less of an X's and O guy and more just a, a right. motivator and uh you know just getting people fired up and he's he's been smart and he's hired some unbelievable coordinators to really you know yes. scheme everything up. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been it's been fun kind of watching that uh the Louisiana Cookie Monster kind of coach that team up and put the right people in place and now they're just kind of they're rolling now as long as they avoid an emotional letdown after, you know, kind of doing their version of a national championship beating Alabama in Bama, which is no small feat, but just avoid that emotional letdown and they might they might find themselves in the college football playoff and ultimately the final, I would I would assume. They just might. They just might. Yeah. So like we said, it was kind of an easy weekend in college football, fun weekend. Really good really good slate. Um I hope everyone enjoyed it, but outside of the Mizzou game. But Bennett, let's just uh, – you got any final thoughts on Mizzou before we get out of here? I would just like to see some form of improvement, some type of positive takeaways this weekend from the Florida game. Mm-hmm. Um, really, like I said before, there's really not a lot of, of silver linings right now for this program, just where where <laughs> we thought we'd be and to where we are. I mean, we, we live in a world right, right now, Mitch, where Illinois – is bull eligible right now, and we are not. I mean, what mm-hmm. what the heck is going on right yes. now? Um, so whether right. it be Kelly Bryant, whether it be Taylor Powell, Connor Bazelak, whoever's going in there this week, I want to see a team that comes out inspired, um, plays not only for you know their coach but for themselves too, and just even if we lose, give us some hope for the future. I mean, because right now it's, it's bleak, right. um, and yeah. I mean, that's, that's really all I have to say. No, yeah, that's perfect. So my final thoughts would be exactly what you're saying. Kind of want to see, I want to see that us against the world mentality that Mizzou football is kind of preaching in the post game and everything that we know that our backs are against the wall, everything like that. But I think Mizzou just needs to do that, do that mentality us against the world kind of 
put the blockers on, turn out all the noise and just go to go to work and just put some positive products on the field. One thing from the Georgia game that was positive or kind of positive, I guess, was Mizzou was trying to force feed Alberto the ball a little bit, but Alberto is just kind of he's had a bad season honestly and it's detrimental to Mizzou. Mizzou has a bad line right now, and so whenever he's in, he can't block. He has no interest in blocking, it looks like. So that's my one final thought on the Mizzou game. There's some analysis for you. Alberto has no interest in blocking anybody, I think. Yeah, I think I think you're you're spot on. Yeah. Yeah. It seems a little harsh, but it just he does not look like he wants to block. But Mizzou was trying to get him the ball, but you can only leave someone on the field that long when they're a tight end. And you need help blocking to establish a run game against a very good Georgia defense that's coached by Kirby Smart. So the game did kind of go as far as win-loss. It went the loss way, which is what a lot of people assume. But I don't think anyone assumed Mizzou would get blanked coming off of a bye weekend. So that is something Mizzou needs to fix going uh, up against Florida. Dan Mullen is a very good offensive mind. So Mizzou's got their hands full. And let's see if Kelly Bryant plays. Hopefully he does, because that just provides a little bit more of a spark to the offense, hopefully. But, yeah, that's kind of where it is right now. That's the state of Mizzou football, 5-4, and three-game losing streak. Let's hope that does not turn into a four-game lose streak, but it is what it is. Um, you can always find any of the work on Rock'em Nation at rock'emnation.com. Subscribe to the Rock'em Nation family of podcasts. On iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, just by searching Rock Him Nation Podcast. Rate it, review it, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, all that fun stuff. Um, you can find me on Twitter at mhill underscore, and you can find Bennett at Hughes underscore you are daddy. Perfect. I love it. And so until next week, hopefully we are just pounding some drums having a good party next week on Sunday after a nice Mizzou win, but we will see. And until then, thank you for stopping by.